season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast. Today we have Arkansas Sticks catcher and first baseman, 2023 Arkansas baseball commit. We got Ty Wade on the podcast. Ty, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me. Hey, of course, man. Hey, I, I always love having the, the top performer at the <laughs> WWB, uh, WWBA Jupiter on the podcast. But before we do dig into that, I do have one question I do like to ask everybody just to start it off. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Ty Wade? Uh, I'd always like to say uh, I'm a really hard worker. Uh, I'm never going to let anybody outwork me. Like, not just in baseball on the field, but in the weight room, in the classroom, I'm always working hard. Uh, and I like to say I'm very humble in everything I do and everything that's given to me. So... So, so being that hard worker, when do you who who and when do you think that kind of got in, engraved into just your personality of being that hard worker and be having a just being a tough competitor? I don't know. Uh, I like to think it kind of came from football being a tough competitor because I was like I was competing for a spot on the field every day at every practice, and I was always working on trying to get stronger and faster and trying to be as athletic as I can. But uh. I've always had that dream to play, like the next level. So I've always worked my butt off in the weight room and all that stuff to, to try to achieve my goals. Yeah. So for football, are you still playing now or are you just playing baseball? No, I'm just playing baseball. Okay. Uh, I played freshman year and then I committed and then I, I quit sophomore year. And I ended up coming back for junior year. I don't know why, but I ended up doing it. And then I'm not playing this year. Okay. So let's let's dig in, let's dig into baseball a little bit. Let's dig into the Arkansas Sticks. Kind of just ended your career there last week, like I said in Jupiter. Um, so just dig it in. How did you first get connected with Arkansas Sticks? So uh, my first tournament was the the WWBA in uh, Fort Myers for the freshman uh, freshman year in October. That was my first tournament ever. Brewster kind of just I guess he's kind of heard about me a little bit. I never really played in a perfect game event until then. I was my first PG event. And he called me up. He's like, hey, I got a great opportunity for you. Uh, you can come play for the Rolling Scout team. You get all these free gear and all that stuff. It'd be awesome. So I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll come play. So I ended up going down there and playing with them. And I've played with them every summer since. And I've been in the MLK every year. And then obviously the WWBA in October. Yeah. I've gone so, that every year since. Yeah, so before that WWBA freshman year, were you playing travel ball at all, or were you kind of sticking to just area, um, regional stuff? Yeah, so I was playing like a, a little league, like in the spring here in town. It's like a little local league. And then like in throughout the summer, I would play for kind of like a more of a local team in like Little Rock, Conway area every weekend, just kind of like a U-trip ball. But other than that, I didn't really do a whole lot. So with you now, what is this now? Your third or fourth time playing for, like, season playing for the Sticks? I guess it'll be the fourth year. 
Fourth year. Okay. So now with you playing four years with the sticks, obviously you have a great relationship with all the coaches, great relationships, some of your teammates, and you've gotten to know what the Arkansas sticks are about. So with you kind of being an insider of that sticks program, what do you think has led to all the recent success that they've had these past three, four or five years? Uh, you know, Bruce does a really good job uh, coaching and recruiting all the good players. And, uh, you know, when you get all those good players on one team, it's kind of hard to mess things up. Yeah. And it makes it really easy for them to coach with all the good players on our team. And uh, he kind of – we have a lot of fun, but, like, when we get to the field, it's business. But we're still able to have a little fun, but not too much when we're kind of goofing around. Yeah. So I think having that little business mindset really helped a lot. Yeah. So having fun on the field, who are some of the who are some of the guys you might have the best relationship with or have the most fun with um, on that on that twenty three sixteen? I've gotten really close to Trip Landers uh, since freshman year. Every time I fly out of town and my parents aren't able to make it, I would always stay with him and Coach Landers. They were always able to haul me around and let me stay with them in the hotel. So I've gotten really close to them. Uh, this past summer, I got really close to Martavius. You know, he only lives about an hour from me. So, you know, ever since then, he's kind of – he's came down to my house a few times. We've kind of hung out and stuff. And uh, I've gotten really close with Kate Smith. I think me and him are planning on rooming together at Arkansas. Uh, gotten really close with him and Nolan Souza. Nolan came down to my house for about a week throughout the summer in between tournaments because he didn't want to go back to Hawaii. So me and him gotten really close and have a good relationship. And then uh, obviously Brent Clark, he lives here in town. We hang out every once in a while, go hit and work out and stuff. And uh, probably Sam Silas has gotten really close this past year. Okay. So, he played know, with us last year a little yeah. bit. I know I know. there's quite a few guys on the Sticks team who are from Tex Arcana. Um, man, I can't – like I – it, it, all like so there's when I when I interview all you guys like I can't remember like who's exactly um who's from the same hometown but is it Luke Flanagan and then who are some other guys yeah. from Texarkana um who are on that six so it's um uh, it's me uh, Luke Flanagan uh, Brent Clark Spencer Browning uh. I don't want to miss anybody, but I think that's yeah, I it. think I think I think Browning was who I was thinking of because I think it, does Browning and Clark go to the same high school? Yeah, and uh, Luke Flanagan. I'm pretty sure they all go. They all. Oh, go okay, to okay. Uh, I remember. I think I was interviewing Browning, and he was mentioning how Brenton Clark is a obviously he's a couple years older, so he's like a like a like a mentor in a way. Yeah. Um, when it comes to that, but um, you mentioned Trip Landers there, so he's kind of isn't with him being a catcher as well. Isn't is, do you guys ever compete for playing time behind the dish? For the sticks uh you know freshman year and sophomore sophomore year yeah kind of we kind of switched out a little bit but this past summer and the summer before Bruce kind of moved me away from catcher he's kept me at first base I played a little rock field last summer uh a little third base not a whole lot and then DH but he's kind of kept me on a corner somewhere okay so do you, are you playing catcher at all for the sticks or is it mostly just those corner positions? I mean, I play a little bit. It's my, mainly the corner positions. Okay. I know you guys have, you, well, you're listed as a catcher trip, Charlie Carter. Um, when all three of you guys are together, obviously all heading to power five schools. Um, do you guys ever kind of like pick the brains of each other when it comes to just playing defense behind the plate? Uh, 
you know, believe it or not, we don't really talk about it a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously coach, coach Brewster, he's a big relationship guy. Every, every guy I ask, they, they talk about how good a relationship they have with coach Brewster. So what's your relationship been like, been like with coach Brewster? Maybe the first time you guys uh, met up in person and how, how it's kind of evolved uh, since then. Yeah, me and me and Brewster have a really good relationship. It's obviously grown over the last couple of years. Uh, when I first met him, it was after a, a game, a baseball game here in town. And I was kind of nervous. So I was like, I don't know who this guy is. So he just walked up to me. And uh, and he was just talking about baseball. And I really liked him from the start. And, you know, over the past couple of years, he's been my second family almost. He's helped me, you know, helped me get places if I can't get there or just helped me get hotel rooms if I need to. He's just done a lot for me and my family. And uh, he's definitely been really good to us. Yeah. So with, with Jupiter last weekend, I take it this is the last – that was the last time you play – you're playing for the Sticks, right? Or do you have MLK in January as well? Uh, as of right now, I plan on going to MLK. Okay. So with, with you only have one tournament left in your travel ball career, what – like just looking back on it, like what do you think are some of your favorite memories when you think of just travel ball in general? Um, I kind of like, it's just fun going up different places to play. You know, it's cool to play around here and play with all your friends, but it's really cool to go up to Atlanta and Florida to play against all that really good competition. So that's always been a really good memory. And then, you know, hanging out with all the guys like outside the field, like going to do stuff, maybe if it's just like playing putt-putt or going to top golf or something, that's always been, been a blast. Yeah. But, uh, What's so when you, what's your favorite when it comes to facility wise like Lake Point, East Cobb, WWBA, Jupiter? Um, I'm sure you guys have been to Hoover as well. So like what what's your, what's your favorite? You know it's I I love Lake Point, but it's really hard to beat a a really good natural baseball field. So I would have to say probably like in Phoenix at the the spring training facility there, or in Jupiter is really nice, and West Palm is really nice too. Okay. What what spring training facility were you at in Arizona? Uh, I want to say it's the Dodgers and White Sox, maybe. Okay. I yeah, could be Glen wrong, though. Yeah, Glendale's probably – I've been to Arizona once, and I got to tour, like, all the facilities. And Glendale's probably my my second favorite behind behind Mesa and the Cubs. But, no, that's that's a nice facility. <coughs> but let's let's dig in a little bit into Jupiter, where, like, like I mentioned, you're in the top performer there at the tournament. So digging into that, what what'd you feel like all weekend? Obviously, for you to hit like what was it like five five twenty or something like that? It was something crazy. I think it was like it was it was like high upper fives, close to six hundred, I think. But yeah, going into it, I was you know I was I was pumped. I was ready to play because you know last year I went up there as an underclassman with Trip, and I sucked it up. <laughs> it looked, I looked terrible. I think I had. Nine at bats and like seven or eight strikeouts. I mean, I did bad. Yeah, but I had a I played in a a little fall ball, and I had a really good in the fall. Hit like five out, seeing the ball really good, hitting it hard. So going into it, I was very confident. You know, just trying to keep hitting the ball hard, not trying to do too much. And you know, after the first game, I went double home run. I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. I hope. So if just gotta keep swinging, don't try to do too much. Just keep swinging hard try to hit everything and it just it just like kept going that the weekend I was like man this really pumps me up because last year it was terrible 
So it was really good to get up there and show out. Yeah. So when you were named that number of the top performer at the tournament, like what type of, I mean, obviously you got a little bit of social media buzz, but was there anything else that was going on? Maybe a, a couple extra scouts reaching out to you or something like that? So I haven't had any scouts reach out at all yet, but uh, I think there's, I think they start reaching out here soon, like a little bit closer to spring. I think they start to reach out a little bit. So I'm hoping to get a few calls Yeah. then. So what was it like wearing the, the Chicago White Sox scout team jerseys um, down there in Jupiter? Man, it was sweet. You know, I, I told Coach Landers our first day when we were in the cage warming up, I was like, Coach, I feel like a big leaguer wearing all this stuff. You guys also you guys also got to be a part of that Marlins that Marlins club uh, Marlins clubhouse too that made you feel like big leaguers. Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, I was like towards the end of the locker room, and right beside me was Sixto Sanchez's locker. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, well, and um, I know I think it was Brissy. He said that you guys was it was the first time ever you guys went to the field without having your jerseys on, and you yeah. guys were able to go in with like just as look like a big leaguer, just going in and then changing there at the facility. Yeah, it was awesome. Brewster always makes us wear be game ready when we show up to the field. So it was really nice to be able to show up in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so digging into some like non-stick travel ball events, you also got to be a part of the PG National um down there at Tropicana Field here this past summer. Um, so kind of let's let's dig into that a little bit. Kind of what what was that experience like for you? That was awesome. So that's my first time like I've been to like a big league park, really. Obviously, I've been to the Rangers Strapped Road, but that's been like when I was a little kid. So, like, I don't remember anything from it. So, that was basically my first experience at the MLB Park. And it's, that's different. Yeah. The playing service is different. It's awesome. So, what, what was that, what was that day to day like for at the PG National? Kind of take us through from, I know that, I know they do like just different testing and then you guys go through scrimmages and stuff. So, kind of take us through what that day to day looked like. Yeah. So, the, the event was like a five day deal. But I only played the last three days. So with Nolan being with me, he was one of the first groups. So I had to be there a couple of days earlier. So while he was playing, kind of just hung out. So we had a Airbnb right up the road. And we kind of just hung out at the house. We watched Nolan play a little bit. And the day of game, so my first day, I didn't play until like – I had to be there. It's like 536. That was like a late check-in deal. So we kind of just hung out a little bit. You know, we got a good lunch and got to the field early to watch the games in front of us. And that first day we did our showcase testing stuff. So we did the infield, outfield, 60. We hit on the field and then our catcher stuff. And then the next day I played a game. I played a game that Saturday night. And uh, I got to face Thomas White that day. And he was good. But, I mean, so, you know, he throws 96 from the left side. I'm up there expecting a fastball. Nope. He goes curveball, 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 and I got to sit down. That's oh. three pitches. Yeah. Well, so what's what's his curveball look like from the batter's box? It's firm. He throws it like 86, 85, I think. Well, he went curveball, slider, curveball. And it's really, really sharp. And he's so tall, it's just straight down. Yeah. What did, so were you able to see the difference in between that curveball slider? Not a whole lot. It looked almost the same right out the hand. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, dig it. So, dig it into moving away a little bit from just PG National. Um, digging away from uh, just travel ball in general. Let's move into uh, high school just a little bit. 
Um, so you're going to be a senior this this upcoming spring. So what are you looking forward to most? Maybe what how last season kind of shaped up for you guys, and what what the outlook's going to be on this upcoming spring. So last season, uh, I had a really good season. I hit a little over 500 with nine home runs. But uh, so in Arkansas, you have to be top four in our region to make the state. And we ended up tying for fourth place and lost a tiebreaker, so we got fifth. So we didn't even get the chance to play in state, which kind of sucked. So I'm hoping this season a little better, a little better turnout, and we can at least get the chance to play first-round state yeah. and see what happens from there. So who are, who are some other teams in your region that are um, teams to look out for? So uh, this year our biggest competition would probably be Benton. They just recently moved in this year. It's their first year back in our region area. So I can, I'm in uh, South. They've been in the central part, and they moved over. And then uh, Lake Hamilton would be really good this year. And then Lakeside would be pretty good this year. So with you being a – with you, I know – so I'm from I'm from Indiana. So anytime that there's someone in a conference in my, in, in my area who's going to a Power Five, I mean, they're just nonstop just – crazy good compared to the rest of the competition so besides yourself are there some other guys in your region who are guys committed to power five or just guys who completely dominate uh i mean there's not like the arkansas and the tcu or any of those schools but there's there'll be a couple guys that we'll play against i'll go like a juco or maybe a ualr we'll have a few we'll play a few guys that go to ualr uh like ryan Ursery. I don't know if you know who that is. I don't. He play, he plays with on uh, Sticks Halter. He's a, a left-handed pitcher. He he goes to a team that we play against, and uh, he's going to UALR. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then we'll have a few guys, like younger guys that I might not know of, that will go to that have a chance to play somewhere that just maybe haven't got their names out yet, but they're pretty good. So let's let's dig a little bit into the recruiting process a little bit. So you're going to Arkansas. I mean, I nonstop see not nonstop, but I see all the pictures of you and Nolan Souza on the official visit. All you guys that are just hanging out, playing for the sticks. I mean, I think this next these next two weeks, I think I have nine Arkansas commits. So it's 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 pretty cool to talk to all, like all you guys before you before you're actually in Fayetteville playing together. Um, so let's dig into the, how the, how it got started and kind of what ended you up in Fayetteville. Um, going to Arkansas. So when did that recruiting process kind of kick off for you? So I don't know for a fact, but I think the first time Thompson saw me was that first tournament I played my freshman year in uh, Florida. And I think he kind of kept an eye out on me. He's not like, real heavy because I was a freshman. But then my first tournament at Lake Point going into my sophomore year that summer, I had a really good tournament. I was hitting the ball hard. And then that was the first time they called me. Thompson called and I talked to him twice. And then that second time I talked to him, he offered me. Okay. So, so, uh, so having two phone calls with him before the offer, what were, some, what were those two phone calls like? And what was maybe the difference? Could you compare the two, two phone calls and maybe what the vibe was like for each one, maybe what it was like talking to, I mean, Arkansas coach for the first time, what's going through your mind. And then what that second call was like when you're a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, that, that first time uh, Brewster told me that he wanted to talk to me, I was I was so nervous. It's like I've never talked to a school, really, until him. And that's always been a dream school of mine. So I was so nervous to talk to him. I was like, man, I hope I don't mess this up. <laughs> and uh, he was real I – liked, I liked him from the start. Uh, made a really good impression on me the first time we talked. 
And then uh, that second conversation, they, his first words was, hey, Ty, we're going to say uh, how uh, – oh, man, what's <laughs> – I'm going blank. We're going to show you how ready we are for you to get up here. Somewhere along that line, and he was like, hey, we're going to offer you right now. So, so after, so after that offer, how long, how long, obviously with Arkansas being a dream school, I'm sure, I mean, that was just like awesome, but how long was it after that phone call that you did commit to Arkansas? So when he, when I called him or when I was supposed to call him the time, I was actually working out. So like I had to kind of step off to the side and call him and he's like, Hey, we're fixing an offer for you. I was like, well, cause I'm kind of working out right now. And he's like, all right, <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you, I'll give, I'll give you a call later tonight with your family and we'll sit down and talk about it. And I talked to my dad, I was like, that it's gotta be this amount, you know, cover all this. And sure enough, it was that maybe a little extra. And I was like, Oh yeah, I got to. So I committed right on the spot. As soon as you offer me. Well, that's, I mean, I guess that that's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome to make sure. I mean, you know, you wanted to go there. So that's, 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 that's pretty cool. But now that, now that you've been committed there for a while, how has, how has your relationship with those coaches Obviously, I mean, you had a couple phone calls with them, so you, you kind of knew their vibe. But how has your relationship since committing, how has it evolved with those guys? Uh, it's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, I'll text Thompson every every once in a while, and we'll kind of chat a little bit. And then uh, so I have – so my brother-in-law, his younger brother, goes to Arkansas now. He's a pitcher, Cody Adcock. So, like, during that fall – this fall games they were doing, I'd go up there with his with his family, and I'd watch him pitch. And it was kind of cool. I'd walk in, and Van Horn would see me, give me a wave off the side. So I'd come down there, and I'd talk to Thompson and Coach Warnes, and it was kind of cool that I was able to walk in there, and they all recognized me. Yeah. So let's say you didn't commit there on the spot, and you went you wanted to wait it out. And let's say you go through you go through up the process. You have four or five different schools talking to you. What would have been some key things that you would have been looking for if you had, if you had to compare two to three different schools to go to? So like, after my first phone call, I was already made my mind up. I wanted to be in the SEC because you know SEC is the arguably one of the best competition there is. So I was I was having my mind set up. I wanted to be in the SEC somewhere, and uh, one of the main things was I have to like the coaches. We have to have a good bond from like the start and uh they gotta make a good impression on me their facilities obviously have to be nice and uh i kind of looked into the academic part a little bit because you know if i don't get drafted it all goes wrong i'll have to have a job at some point so i wanted to make sure i had a good degree so that was important for me too so what what do what do like so with you now being a senior and you're kind of looking into what your freshman year is going to be like there at arkansas like if you looked into what potentially your major or what your degree is going to be like uh, in Arkansas? So I've looked into it a little bit, probably not as much as I should, but I've kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards one more than the other. So I just haven't made my mind up yet. Okay. So what are the couple majors that you're kind of, you're uh, debating in between right now? So I want to be a PT. Okay. But I can't really go into PT school while playing. So I'm kind of leaning towards going to pre-med, get my undergrad. And then once I get done playing, then I'll obviously go to PT school. And then I've also kind of looked into maybe some kind of like business, a business side of things. Yeah. But I think I'm leaning more towards the PT. Okay. So does Arkansas have a pretty good PT program there? Uh, 
I'm pretty sure they're getting it this year. Okay. I don't think they, I don't think they have it like right now. That's okay. why. I, that's why I think I'm going to pre med. All right. And then, um, so obviously, with you playing for the sticks, I mean, you you have a good relationships with quite. I mean, quite a few Arkansas commits already. Like I mentioned, Nolan Souza. You mentioned Kate Smith's going to be your roommate <coughs> potentially. <coughs> I mean, there's a bunch of other guys that you know as well. Um, but besides that, are there some other guys in other classes that you have pretty good relationships with who will be, who you'll be playing up against with um, in Fayetteville? Yeah, so uh, Brent Clark, he's a year younger. He's a 24. Me and him are pretty close. Uh, but there's a few guys that were already there, like uh, Sean Fitzpatrick, uh, Reese Robinette, Josh Hyman, Jason Jones, Parker Cole. Like all of them, like I love all of them. We had a we had a pretty good relationship when we played. We all got along. We all had fun together. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody that that's there now. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't have to mention all of them. You're good, but um, um. So, have you gotten the chance to play up against some of the guys? Um, I, obviously, you're playing with the sticks guys. But some of the guys who are from Arkansas, so I know, like you said, Brett Clark's from Texarkana as well, um, probably plays for, I'm assuming, probably plays for a rival high school. Um, have you gotten a chance to play up against some of the other guys committed there? So the the thing is with Britton, so he lives on the Texas side. Mm. And we don't we don't really play any Texas schools, so I, I've never played against Britton. But Josh Hyman, I've played against him a few times. Like I faced him my sophomore year when he was a junior uh, in the state quarterfinals I think or the second round of state and he he started on the mound we didn't have any pitching so they scored about 10 in the first inning he came out <laughs> he threw me he threw me one fastball he threw it by me and then started spinning them struck me oh, out man. and then I faced him again in the summer and he kept spinning them I think I struck out again <laughs> but yeah he yeah he owned me that that those two bats yeah so you but did- I faced Parker Cole once He's really good. I faced him kind of like in a, a scrimmage we had during six weekend. He was 90, 91 from the left side. He struck me out too. <laughs> I know, so I know, I know you just got done with your, I know you just did your guys' official visit in Fayetteville a couple of weeks ago. So what was that like? So I was on my official. So it was kind of where the entire thing went. So like they kind of got a lot of the out-of-state, out-of-state guys that haven't been there before. Since the Alabama weekend, everything's packed. They couldn't even find hotel rooms. I mean, they had some guys kind of like staying 30 minutes away. And uh, so I went up there to watch Cody pitch. And I saw Nolan up there with all the everybody else. So I called him. I was like, hey, dude, come down here. I'm here. So I, me and him kind of talked for a little bit. And I tried to walk in. And uh, they got security guard obviously right there. And she wouldn't let me in. I was trying to convince her that I was a recruit, but she wouldn't let me in because I didn't have a tag. So I had to text Tom. So I was like, hey is it okay if I come up there? Like, do you mind? He goes, oh, no, man, come on. So as soon as I walked into the development center, the player development center, one of the coaches walked out. I was like, what's up, Ty? He said, we're taking pictures. You want to take some with us? I mean, obviously, I was like, yeah. So I went in there, took all the pictures, hung out with the guys for the rest of the time. It was pretty cool. Yeah, was that your, I didn't was get that... to go to the football game or anything. Okay. So was that, was that your first time uh, putting on the Arkansas gear, the official yep. Arkansas gear? So what was what was that like getting to get a little sneak peek of what you're going to be playing with on these next three four years? They're su- surprisingly they're very comfortable. Surprisingly, like the, surprisingly. Well, because like normally some jerseys like really thick or so tight or too big or not very comfortable. It's like they fit just right. It's like that Nike dry fit. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so let's let's move on a little bit to talk about to some of your on the field play a little bit. So I know <clears throat> before we started recording, you said you're you play catcher first base a little bit, but then you have Brewster saying you, you said Brewster's kind of play having you play some of the corner spots as well in right right field third base. So when you do head to Fayetteville, what do you think the plan is there um, when it comes to position wise? So uh, when I talked to Coach Van Horn a couple months ago, I asked him. He said, "When I get there." I'll be a catcher on the roster sheet. But he said, it doesn't mean you'll be a catcher. He just said, as long as you keep hitting, he said, we'll find somewhere to put you. As long It might be third base, first base. It might be right field, left field. We don't know. He said, when I get there, I'll be a catcher. Okay. Well, I mean, that's so, always a good thing to know that as long as you keep hitting, you'll be in the lineup. So, I mean, yeah. in, in, all, in all reality, I mean, that's kind of what matters. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what matters the most. But um, digging, digging in a little bit into the hitting approach, so um, let's let's say you're in the you're walking up to the batter's box. Kind of what's going through your mind, and what do you try to do with each at bat? So uh, a lot of times I have to remind myself to stay loose because I'll get up there and get real tense, and then that will make me real late, and it's kind of just a terrible swing. So I have to remind myself to stay loose. And getting in there, I'm always on deck. I'll look at the batter, like the way he pitches everybody. I kind of started developing that in my approach. It's like the way they pitch everybody. What's like his most common pitch he'll throw in this count or this count. And um, get up there, obviously, I'm going to be sitting fastball. I'm going to – I'm thinking fastball away and then adjusting anything, anything else, curveball on a dirt or in fastball inside. I'm always going to adjust to that. I'm always going to look fastball away and try to drive in the right, right center field gap. Okay. So I'm just trying to hit line drives to the, through the fence. A lot of people will say I'm going to try to hit it over or just like a ground ball up the middle. I'm trying to hit like a line drive through the fence okay. every at bat. All right. So if you had to dig through the mechanics of your swing, kind of take us through um, just overall what it's like from start to finish. So, you know, in the box, I'm a little open. With my front foot, I'm going to be a little open. And my hands are really relaxed. And uh, as the pitch is coming, I'll get a small leg kick, not too bad. I'll kind of come in and I'll keep my hands pretty short. And I'm short and quick to the ball. And I'm really working on staying behind it and drive, driving the ball through the middle. Okay. So switching around to the other side of the thing, uh, to the other side of the field. Um, so what's that like going to um, going to summer ball games, going to the going to the ballpark, not really knowing what position you're going to be playing when it comes to first, right, left, third. Um, how do you go about kind of playing different positions on a day to day basis? So uh, obviously, when I get there, I always I always like to ask Brewster, like, "Hey, where do you?" plan on me playing today so I can kind of get my mind right where I'm going a lot of times it's first base so uh you know, I never played first until last summer it was my first time ever playing first so like, I really had to uh, remember to stay low especially on the balls in the dirt and work through it and if uh and don't let anything buy me really because if anything gets by me it's going to turn into a double or a triple maybe so what was that? What was that transition like going from catcher to first base? Uh, maybe some of the things you found the easiest, and I mean, I know you said uh, staying low was a was a big thing for you, but maybe some of the things you found toughest to that that transition. So, at, when I first got there, the toughest part was probably adjusting where I'm going to be on the batter, like where I'm standing to play. Play, like sometimes I'll be too deep, or maybe too close on the line, or maybe too far away from the line. So, like, it kind of took me a while to get used to where I'm going to be at pre-pitch but uh once I got the hang of that I was all good and the easiest part uh, was probably 
probably on uh, balls in the dirt. I've always been pretty good at picking the ball. So that was pretty, that was pretty easy to catch on from there. Yeah. I mean, obviously with you being a catcher, I mean, that's kind of, kind of comes hand in hand when it comes to blocking pitches, but um, with you, with you still being listed as a catcher, um, have you gotten the opportunity to uh, call games or for the most part, do coaches kind of tell you what's going on uh, pitch by no. pitch? Uh, growing up, like when I first started 12U, 13U in that range, uh, my dad was always one of my coaches. He was my head coach really. So he would always call the game. But then once I kind of started getting better at calling the games and getting more mature back there, he started letting me catch it. I was kind of, I'll call the whole game. And then I always remind my pitchers, like when I'm catching, I was like, I'm going to call the game. And it's like, if you don't agree with what I'm calling, you can shake it off. I don't care. And I'll call whatever you think. So how, how do you how do you go about calling games? Because obviously you're not getting that opportunity to scout every single player that you're facing, like, like as if you're Yadi, Yadi Molina facing, facing whatever team because you know what 11, 12 guys you're facing for a weekend. But for you, like what's that – how do you go about – potentially doing somewhat of a small little bit of a scouting um, on each player? So it all, it all depends on who's pitching for me. So like if I have a guy that has a really good off speed and he has an okay fastball, then we'll probably call uh, more off speeds and fastballs or maybe not more fast, like more off speeds earlier in the count and then kind of speed it up with the fastball more. But if I have a guy that's really confident in this fastball and can work in and out, I'll call a lot of fastballs, and then obviously to, and then throughout the first first time through the lineup, I'll call a lot of fastballs and very few curveballs. Probably fastball change up a lot of times, and then at second, third time through the lineup, we'll start uh, putting in more curveball sliders and all that. So I know I know you said that you're okay with pitchers uh, shaking you off, but when you do get shaken off, maybe it could, maybe a couple two three times in a row, like does that ever? Like, does that ever bother you a little bit? Like, man, come on, like, trust me a little bit more. Or are you kind of, you, you go, you go with, you go with the flow and you're okay with it? Uh, so I'm like real laid back and kind of just go with the flow with everything. So it doesn't really bother me a whole lot, but you know, sometimes I can maybe in a real, like a situation that's kind of like we have to get a ground ball or we have to get this basic load or something like that. It'll kind of bother me a little bit. Because, you know, sometimes you shake it off and it works or sometimes he'll shake it off and he'll the ball get hammered. And I'm like, I told you so. <laughs> so it's, it kind of all depends. But for the most part, I'm kind of laid back. OK. All right. All right. So you had to Fayetteville here in less than a year. I mean, it's November, October of your senior year of uh, of your senior uh, senior year. So got, don't have too much longer before you had to Fayetteville. So what are some of the biggest things that you're wanting to work on? Uh, before heading to Fayetteville? So uh, Van Horn's always told me. It's like I used to be a little bigger. I always had a problem kind of being a little bit big. So I've been working on losing weight, kind of slimming up a little bit. And uh, he's always told me that when I get there, I need to be in the best shape of my life. So I've been really – I've been running. I'm trying to get in shape a little better. So I'm trying to get more in shape and obviously get more stronger. And uh, I'm big into stretching a lot. It's like I'm trying to stay – a little flexible so I don't get all tight lifting a lot of weight so I'm just trying to be more athletic and just get into better shape really okay so when it comes to doing that cardio losing a little bit of weight what are some ways that you're going about that because I know I mean I'm a big guy too I know losing weight's pretty tough so how how do you go about losing losing that weight it's like it's kind of weird it's like I actually lose weight really fast 
Okay. But I can also gain it really fast too. It's like I'm kind of just up and down really. So when I'm doing my cardio, it's like I'll lift. So I lift seven days a week and I'll do cardio six days a week really. So I'll kind of like switch days. Like one day I'll do more sprints and then another day it'd be more of a distance focused. So I kind of just kind of flip flop. Okay. So um, I know, I know here throughout the podcast, you've mentioned your dad, you've mentioned coach Landers, coach Brewster, but if you had to pick, let's say three to four different guys who have been the most influential in your baseball career so far, who would, who would some of those guys be and what would be the reason for that? So. Hmm, probably coach Cesar Abreu. He's helped me a lot. Um, my first time meeting him was the summer freshman year. And just since then, he's, just put a lot on my brain. Like I like the before games, like during when we're hitting and stuff. I like to pick his brain with a lot of stuff because he's a really he was a really good player when he played. So I like to pick his brain. He's gave me a lot of very good information physically and just like a lot of let's see a lot of just a lot of simple things. It's a lot of little things I struggle mm-hmm. with. Like sometimes I'll struggle with some little things here, and Coach Caesar would help me with those, and it just helped my game a lot better. And then um. But growing up, my dad's always taught me how to play. He's taught me how to hit, throw, field. Because, you know, he played he played for Van Horn, so he knows how Van Horn is. So he's been pretty tough on me, and it's definitely made me more like, tougher and more competitive. And um, let's see. Cody Atkins helped me a lot. My freshman year was like COVID year, so we only played a couple games in high school. And he was uh, he went to the same high school as me. So he would, during that spring and, like, the early summer, before I went off and played, he would throw live to me a lot. And he was nice, 93. Like, a couple months ago, the fastest I've seen him was 80. <laughs> so going out there, seeing that really helped me a lot because going in the summer, seeing 82. I'm sure. It's like a, really like a beach ball coming up in there. So, <laughs> so he's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, so dig, dig a little bit into your advisor selection process. I know I told you that that's what I'm trying to do once I graduate. So I kind of like to get the player side of things. And recently you just said you actually just recently decided on your advisor. So let's kind of, let's kind of dig in through that selection process. And when was it that advisor started reaching out to you? So the first time he reached out to me was after nationals, like the week, as soon as I got home from nationals, it was the first time I've talked to an advisor. And he reached out to me. We had a few conversations. We had a Zoom meeting, me and my family. We talked to him for a while. I talked to him for probably a month, a month and a half. And I really liked the dude. Uh, he's gave me a lot of information I've never known before. And he's helped me a lot already. And, like, me and him, I really, we kind of meshed together. We had a really good bond. So, like, I, I decided I wanted to use him pretty quick. Okay. So, when you were having some of those initial phone calls with him, um, I know you guys are both kind of get to know each other just a little bit. So what were some, what were some of the initial conversations like before that zoom meeting with you and with you, him and your parents? So the first couple conversations, like they weren't very long, it's probably 20 minutes, just a little phone call. And, uh, we kind of just talked about the summer and what he can, what to expect from him and his agency, like what they can do for me. And, um, and then we kind of just talked about, we didn't even talk about a whole lot of baseball. It was kind of just like the draft process and all that stuff. And then we talked a lot of, a lot of NIL stuff too. Uh, and then at Zoom, he like went into depth with the draft stuff. 
and he told me some stuff that I didn't even know was a thing. So like, I was kind of, um, he kind of shocked me there. Yeah. Doing that. And do you mind if I ask what some of those things that shocked you were? So I never knew. So that cap, I never knew that a lot of those first round picks or the second round picks already know how much money they're going to make with that team. Like I never knew that. I thought it was kind of just a random thing. You agree after you get drafted. Yeah. So that was one thing. I've, 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 I've learned that the past year or so too, kind of, I've got an internship with a, a guy who, he represents like eight, eight, nine different minor league guys. Nobody's, nobody's in the majors yet, but he's, he's like 27. So he's working his way through it. And uh, I've gotten to learn some of that stuff too. And that was pretty surprising to see that. Like I was talking to him about his draft process this past, this past summer with one of his guys. And he was saying that teams were offering him so, so, and so before like probably three or four rounds uh, beforehand. So let's say it's like the seventh round right at this moment. And they're calling about the 11th offering them this and that month that much. And I was just like, what? Like, that's crazy to think that some of these guys know where they're going <coughs> multiple rounds before they actually get selected. Yeah. But um, so besides with this, so obviously besides him and you, you guys mentioned him just knowing a lot, uh, what were some other key things that you would have been looking for um, in an advisor if it would have came down to him and maybe somebody else that you were comparing against? So uh, another thing I really liked about him, uh, he told he made sure to tell me up front. He was explaining to me like the different agencies and he was saying maybe an agency in Chicago would represent maybe 20 guys, 25 guys. And he said, it's almost impossible to be able to go stay in touch with that many guys and go be able to watch them and all that stuff. And um, he told me they only represent eight to 10 guys a year because they like to stay in contact and be able to go watch their people. So like, I, I really like that a lot. And he said another thing that really stood out, he said that it doesn't matter if you're in high school or like in college or if you're in the majors, he said they're going to treat you the same no matter what. They're not going to treat one guy better than another. Yeah. So like, I really like that a lot too. And what, what is your advisor's name? If you don't, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, Jason Comfy from, he's from San Francisco. Okay. What, com what company is that Jason? Cause I mean, obviously I like looking into these guys after, after players tell me and kind of just getting to know like what, what their companies are about and stuff like that. So is uh, SMC. S SMC. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to do a little bit of research on him later tonight on seeing uh, just what their company's about, but um, just a couple more questions here for you to end it off. Let's dig a, let's take it away from the baseball field just a little bit. We've talked about baseball enough. So, um, so when you're not playing baseball, what would be some of the passions that you have beyond the baseball field? So there's not a whole lot of things to do here in Tenshkana. So I, I like to I fish a lot. I've kind of, I've started getting the more, a lot more hunting. I used to do a lot of hunting when I was younger. But I kind of stopped once I got real serious about baseball. So I'm kind of getting back into hunting a little bit more with some of my buddies from here. And, um, you know, I lift a lot of weights. So I got back in the weight room a lot. And then, you know, I don't really hang out with a whole lot of people. My, I keep my circle real small. Because, like, a lot of people here, like, do stuff that I don't like to do. So I got to kind of stay away from that. And uh, I'll come home, play the game a little bit. It kind of like a chill at the house for the most part. Yeah. I'm not fishing or doing anything like that. So you mentioned Texarkana is kind of small. I mean, so how, how big is it? Like, are there different movie theaters to go around bowling alleys? Like, is it like a one stoplight town or is it, is it, is it 
decently bigger than that. No, I mean it's not tiny, but it's, it's not the biggest. So like we have, we have a, we have a pretty nice movie theater, and then we have a, two bowling alleys. I mean, there's things to do. It's just kind of like after a while, <laughs> it kind of just gets old. Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, is there a difference between the Texas and Arkansas side? Obviously, with Texarkana being in both states. Yeah, so Texarkana is more Texas. It's like there's not a whole lot in Arkansas. It's like on the Arkansas side. I live on the Arkansas side. I live about a mile from Texas. And on the Arkansas side, it's more – there's not really a whole lot on the Arkansas side. Everything is on the Texas side, like all the restaurants, things to do. Okay. And it's a lot nicer over there. Oh, like not like nicer schools, neighborhoods. Okay. Well, I guess so. that's, I guess that's I guess that's not a good look, I guess. But <laughs> um, one one last question here to end it off. Actually, no, 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 two. So I've been I've been I've been doing this one question now for for the entire time I've done the podcast. But with Mark Brissy a lot a couple of weeks ago, I kind of started out with this new question. I like to, I like to ask these ask you guys. So to these last two questions. So if you were to look at yourself here in twenty years, so you're going to be thirty seven, thirty eight. If everything goes right, what would be the perfect picture of your life? So I'm hoping to be on my last couple of years of the bigs. If not, I want to be a very successful in what I'm doing. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to be very successful and, and like what I'm doing. I don't want to be miserable at my job. I want to be able to have fun and be happy while I'm doing it. So like I just really want to be successful, really. Okay. All right. And then that last question, I kind of, I kind of told you about it before, but what if you, once you do head to Fayetteville and now that college athletes have that opportunity to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, what would be one dream brand ex- excluding Nike? I know you said you wanted to choose that, but excluding Nike, what would it be? <laughs> so it's probably not going to be a clothing brand because the only clothes I wear is Nike. So Man, uh, so like I, I mentioned, I like the fish a lot, so maybe I can get a deal with like Shimano or something or lose that'd be really cool. Okay, and what are those? What are those two brands? Uh, Shimano's, I think it's a Japanese brand, it's okay. like reels and rods, and lose is reels and rods, really. And is that like a nationwide brand or is that kind of just regional in your area? No, it's nation, nationwide. Okay. I know, I know a lot of you guys, especially from Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, all you guys that I interview, like you guys talk about hunting and fishing and I'm like, man, like, it'd be pretty cool if like Bass Pro Shops or some, a company like yeah. that start doing some NIL work with a lot of players. Cause I feel like baseball players just like to hunt and fish. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it would be, that'd be cool to see, especially with me being an agent and that's going to be something I'll be working with in the future. I mean, I would love to negotiate a deal with Bass Pro Shops or some, some something like that, but. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. That's that's all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I do want to wish you the best of luck once you do head to MLK here um, this upcoming, in the next couple months, go through your senior season, um, and then head to Fayetteville. Just want to wish you the best of luck the rest of your career. I'll definitely be following you. Um, all you Arkansas guys, I really, I really enjoy just talking to, getting to know you guys a little bit. So I'll definitely be keeping track of your career, and I uh, just want to wish you the best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.